0: master's degree in human development and family studies I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth this is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options understand your rights and know what choices you have along the way I'm your host, Hee Hee, let's get to the good stuff. Are you looking for a non-judgmental way to prepare for childbirth, something that's evidence-based and is going to teach you all of your options? Talk about your pros and your cons and the risk and the benefits transparently so that you can truly feel informed. Well, I want to tell you about the Birth Lounge. It truly has no agenda other than helping you feel informed, understand your options, and stay in control during labor. It is all data-driven content by reliable research because I know that it's hard to understand your options and what you can and can't say no to in the hospital. I know that hospital policy is really confusing and it changes from hospital to hospital, so understanding your options in each scenario is going to be key to you having a birth that you love and avoiding birth trauma. I want to give you back control and I'm going to do that in the birth lounge. I'm going to teach you all of your options so that you can truly remain in the driver's seat. You can be the decision maker. You can feel confident making your decisions because you know the data and the science. You know what the research says and you know what the safe options are for you and your baby. Check out thebirthlounge.com to join today. Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. All right, today's episode might feel a little controversial to some people and it might um, make you feel big feelings if you had a complicated feeding journey with your baby, if you really wanted to breastfeed but for whatever reason you found that it didn't work for you, if you wanted to have an easy formula feeding journey, but it didn't turn out that way and, and you never could really find the right formula for your baby. If you were someone who never thought you would use formula but then found yourself in the situation of needing to pick out a formula for whatever reason and then you were overwhelmed with the ingredients and trying to understand what the different types mean and which one is right for your baby. if any of those feel right to you. <laughs> this is going to be the information that you wish you had had when you had a baby. So if you haven't had your baby yet, listen up because we can hopefully avoid you being in some of those situations and or if you find yourself, um, at least you'll be a little prepared, right? we That's the goal. We want you to be prepared for all the scenarios so know all of your options so that kind of whatever that feeding journey looks like for you. Just like in birth, whatever your birth looks like for you, I want you to stay in control. Well, whatever your feeding journey looks like, and there's a lot of factors that go into it. Your mental health, your body, your baby, their temperament, their development. You know, there's a lot of things that need to kind of line up, and there's a lot of things that we can do to control a lot of that. But some of it is is up to kind of luck and chance and nature and biology Um, and those are things we'll never be able to control but the things that are within our control um, I want to always help you understand what those options are that way when you find yourself in whatever situation is in the cards for you you're already prepared you know your options you know how to have these discussions um, you know so that's the goal okay Today, we're gonna be talking about formula use and feeding your baby formula. And you know that I am very pro feed your baby whatever you want to feed your baby that fits for your family. And so since we've had our last couple episodes, we're really diving into breastfeeding and we've done tons of breastfeeding episodes previously, I thought that it would be a really good idea to bring on a formula specialist who understands what the market is like in the U.S. And she also understands how breast milk plays a role in the decision-making process for Parents, so many people want to limit the ingredients in their formula and you want to make sure the formula ingredients are quality. You know, a lot of people are looking for organic. There are babies out there with sensitivities or families that just have preferences that you want to avoid certain ingredients. It can be very overwhelming. So, today, I am so excited to have on Mallory Whitmore, or as you may know her, The Formula Mom on Instagram, and she's also Bobby's, Bobby the Formula, education lead. She has two babes of her own, and she spends a lot of her time advocating for moms. So, I'm very, very, very excited to dive into this conversation. If you are somebody who likes to be prepared, and you want to know all of your options. You want to understand how to pick out the right formula for your baby. And if you find yourself in that situation, if that wasn't your plan, or when you find yourself in that situation, if that is your plan, you are going to be prepared to confidently make that decision and if something's not right with that decision, you'll know where to pivot. So, all right, I am going to be quiet. I'm so excited to dive into this. So, Mallory, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you. I think that today's conversation is one that so many parents want to have. They really don't know where to find the information. And our team is kind of longtime friends of Bobby. And we have been kind of following you guys from the beginning. So there have been a number of workshops and calls you have hosted for us to really be able to learn about your formula. And then out in the field, I was sharing this with you earlier. We have seen it change so many people's story. And so we Mm -hmm. feel this funky pull to be like, we think this is the (laughs) best formula for you. You should give it a try without being so biased. But the fact of the matter is we've just seen it be so good for so many babies. And I think you guys do baby formula very different. And that's what I wanted to accomplish on this call. I wanted to share with our people what They need to know about picking a formula and Mm. then how Bobby does it different. Not necessarily why you should choose Bobby. You're free to choose whatever formula you want on the market, but Mm, I know information about why you guys do it different and I want people to know that. So (laughs) welcome to the show and I'm very excited to kind of dig into Mm. your knowledge. Can we kind of start with that basic level of, you know, what are like formula 101s? What do we need to know yeah. about the ingredients and the FDA regulations mm-hmm. and why it's important that we're looking into formulas before we choose one for our baby?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So, a lot of parents don't realize that the nutrition facts on infant formula are pretty similar across brands. And that's because the FDA requires that there are certain minimum levels of nutrients and some maximum levels of nutrients. And that's both macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat and micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. And that's all based on the composition of mature breast milk. So we know on the whole, what sort of nutrient levels infants need. So in one sense, you'll sometimes hear pediatricians be like, you can pick any formula, they're all the same. That, (laughs) Oh my gosh, that like makes my skin crawl when when people say that. But in one sense it's accurate in that the nutrition is similar, the, the nutrient values. What's different across formulas is the ingredients that are used to provide those nutrients. So just like you can get protein from pecans and you can get protein from a hot dog, you're getting protein, maybe the same number of grams of protein, but the source of that protein can differ significantly. And so I always encourage parents... To pay less attention to the actual nutrition label, because they're all going to have roughly the same number of grams of fat and the same amount of vitamin C or whatever else, vitamin A. But to really pay attention to the ingredients, because that's where you see a huge variety between formula products and between formula brands about what sources they're using for those nutrients. And a lot of parents don't realize that, that there's that big of a difference between products and brands about what ingredients are used.
0: So what I'm hearing is all formulas are going to get your baby fed and give them the nutrition that they need, but whether they have palm oil or Mm -hmm. some sort of other, you know, preferable oil in it is going to be listed in the ingredients. And that's where parents really need to focus their attention. Okay. So what are some of the ingredients that maybe we're on the lookout for and why? Mm -hmm. Like palm oil, I know is on everyone's mind. Everybody wants to stay Mm -hmm. away from it. For people that don't know about it, why?
1: Yeah. So palm oil is used often in formula because it's a good source of palmitic acid, which is one of the essential fatty acids we see in breast milk. So there is a purpose for it in formula in some instances, but it's been shown in clinical studies to increase constipation in some infants because it creates these calcium soaps in the gut. And these calcium soaps just basically like you know a layer of almost scum on top of the intestines that can decrease the baby's ability to absorb calcium and fat. And so then that also causes constipation because they're trying to pass these calcium soaps. So it's a double-edged sword, right? There's nothing inherently wrong with palm oil, but for some infants, especially if you have a constipated baby, when you switch to formula, that's the first thing I ask about is, is, does your formula include palm oil? Because there's, you know, it's clinically shown that it can Uh, increase constipation and reduce nutrient absorption for some infants. So there are plenty of formula options that don't include palm oil and instead use soy oil or low uric acid, rapeseed oil, other oils that also provide palmitic acid, but that don't run the risk of, you know, impaired nutrient absorption. So palm oil is a big one. Corn syrup is another one that a lot of parents will reach out wanting to avoid It can be a good source of carbohydrates, especially if you have a baby who is sensitive to lactose, although that is significantly more rare than parents are led to believe because lactose is the primary carbohydrate in breast milk. So the great, great, great majority of infants do not actually have an issue with lactose, but in the off chance that they do, corn syrup can be a a functional carb. But because we know that breast milk is the gold standard, And that lactose is what makes up the carbohydrate composition, primarily in breast milk. A formula with lactose is ideal. And so there's plenty of of parents that are interested in avoiding corn syrup for that reason, because they ultimately want a closer or closest to breast milk product.
0: Yeah. Okay. The ingredients of your formula of of Bobby's formula is a little bit different. So talk to us about some of the things that you've done differently than those traditional ingredients that we see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Bobby's uh, tagline really is simplicity is our secret ingredient. We wanted to provide a formula to parents that has everything babies need and nothing that they don't. So no fillers or extras or sort of you know, cheaper ingredients that might provide the same nutrition, but we know they don't f- appear in breast milk. So we don't want them in our formula, that sort of thing. So Bobby's formula really breaks down into f- four main components. First is that carbohydrate source. Like we talked about both Bobby flagship our Bobby organic intact protein formula uses 100% lactose as the carb source. And our new Bobby organic gentle also uses 100% lactose as the carb source. And it is the only gentle formula in the U S market to use lactose instead of either being lactose free or using lactose plus corn syrup or plus maltodextrin or plus sucrose, which is table sugar. So that's a huge differentiator. Only lactose, none of those other alternative carb sources. After that is the protein. We know that mature breast milk has a protein ratio of roughly 60% whey protein, 40% casein protein. This is ideal for babies. It makes breast milk easy to digest. And unfortunately, cow milk does not have that same ratio. And so at Bobby, we've chosen to add additional Way protein so that our formula mirrors that ratio that's found in mature breast milk, which makes it naturally easy to digest. And then the third piece is the fat source. And so currently all of our products are free of soy oil as well as free of palm oil so that we're avoiding those oils that we know parents are not interested in feeding their babies. And then you've got the vitamins and minerals. So we've, we've tried to be very intentional about crafting a recipe that aligns with what we know about breast milk, that's naturally gentle, naturally easy to digest and includes ingredients that we know parents are looking for and avoids those that we know parents do not want. Okay, I've got a
0: couple of questions about the ingredients. Why would someone want to avoid soy oil?
1: Yeah, really just personal preference. There's no research basis that says it's bad or anything. I think in the last couple of years, we've seen a big increase in concerns around seed oils among a lot of families and parents who avoid soy oil for themselves are interested in avoiding soy oil for their babies. So there's nothing wrong with soy oil. It's generally will not cause a reaction, even if your baby is allergic to soy because the protein has been removed, but really just parent preference.
0: Okay. Okay. And you mentioned lactose not actually being too much of a problem. So this is something that our team has learned from your Mm -hmm. team. Tell everyone about why your baby who's been diagnosed with lactose intolerance may not Mm -hmm. actually be
1: lactose intolerant. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is like, this is the hill that I will die on. Yeah. (laughs) bury me with a note that says your baby's not lactose intolerant. Yes. So I think it's understandable as adults, right? We have this framework that if we have trouble digesting milk, it's because of the lactose. I think it's like 40% of adults are lactose intolerant. And so that's the framework that we approach trouble with milk. That's the lens that we see things through because of the experiences that we've had with ourselves or our family or our friends as adults. But that's not the right framework to view If you have an infant who's struggling with milk, and that's because lactase enzyme is really well proliferated in the gut. If you have a full term baby, we lose that lactase enzyme over the years, which is why a lot of adults end up with lactose intolerance. But at birth, if you're full term, your baby has plenty of lactase enzyme. And that's because they're biologically designed to digest breast milk. And roughly 40% of the calories in breast milk come from carbohydrates come from lactose. And so a lot of the time when I talk to parents and they're like, I think my baby's lactose intolerant. I think they're lactose intolerant. What they're actually reacting to is the cow milk protein, not the lactose. Because again, we know that babies are biologically designed to digest lactose because that's what's in breast milk. So the issue outside of extremely rare circumstances where a baby has like a congenital intolerance to lactose, which is rare, it's genetic. The issue is almost always the cow milk protein because they're not, babies are not biologically designed to digest cow milk protein. And so sometimes we do see issues there. And modifying the protein, hydrolyzing it, breaking it down, tends to be so much more successful than swapping out the lactose. Cause that really treats the symptom versus the cause a lot of the time.
0: And that's how you guys got your general formula, right? Versus mm-hmm. your original organic. It's it's yeah. that hydrolyzed
1: protein. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly right. So the Bobby Organic Gentle formula has 100% whey protein, which is already easier to digest. It stays liquid in the belly. Think of like curds in whey, little Miss Muffet. So it's easier to digest. It doesn't create curds in the belly, but then it's also partially hydrolyzed, which means that it's broken down into smaller pieces. Sometimes they call hydrolyzation, like you're pre-digesting the proteins. You're essentially just breaking them down so that the belly has to do less work digesting them. And that can be really helpful for some infants that struggle to digest intact camel protein.
0: Okay. And you had mentioned full-term babies. What do we need to know about preterm babies in formula use using Bobby, things like that?
1: Yeah, I always encourage folks defer to your pediatrician or defer to your care team. There are some additional considerations for preterm babies, they may need additional calories, they may need additional fat, depending on how old they are, uh, what their gestational age is. So, and they're also, they tend to be more at risk for things like bacterial contamination because their immune systems are not as, as robust. So I always tell folks defer to your pediatrician. There are ways to use a powdered formula like Bobby to fortify either breast milk or the formula itself by changing the ratio of powder to water so that you end up with a product that has more calories, but always do that in conjunction with the nutritionist or a pediatrician so that you're doing that appropriately.
0: Nice. Okay. You've mentioned the baby's gut a couple of times. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that we need to know about formula use and gut health in
1: babies? This I feel like is the question of the hour. And there's a lot of research currently being done because there's not a ton of really good scientific outcome data right now. We know that the Bacteria colonization of an exclusively breastfed baby's gut is different than a formula fed baby's gut because there is a lot of naturally occurring probiotic bacteria in breast milk and there's not in most formulas. So we know that there's a difference there. I think the question really is what does that mean in practice? you know, what is the benefit of having more diverse gut bacteria? Is there um, a benefit to adding probiotics to some formulas? Is there a benefit to supplementing with probiotics? And how much of it is related to the formula or the breast milk? Is it also related to whether you're baby was exposed to antibiotics during delivery? Is it also related to if they had skin to skin and were exposed to those microbes on the skin in their first, you know, few hours of life. So there's, I think a lot of research yet to be done. Um, We know that the gut microbiome looks different, but the question really is, what does that mean in practice?
0: Dude, I love that. I'm so excited to see that research. Gut health is connected to so much in our life Mm -hmm. and I'm fascinated with how it can either be kind of supported or interrupted in the beginning of life and pregnancy and kind of those first few hours, days, months after birth. So that is, that's awesome. Okay. Mallory, I think one thing that I love about Bobby, and you have mentioned it many times here, is how much you guys work in conjunction with breastfeeding moms. Mm -hmm. I know that the the formula space can kind of feel sometimes predatory and it can also come under fire for being predatory. Yeah. We we as in TBH, our team loves Bobby because we find that a lot of your staff is educated on breastfeeding mm-hmm. and you you understand yeah. that formula is Kind of supplemental. It's a thing that Mm -hmm. parents have as a tool, but you don't want to replace breastfeeding if that's not that parent's goal. You can Mm -hmm. if that is their goal, but you that's not your game, right? I love that you mentioned earlier, you know, breast milk is the gold standard. That's what we Mm -hmm. we modeled our our product after. We want to be as close to breast milk as we possibly can. Can we talk about a couple ways that people can use formula in conjunction with Mm -hmm. breastfeeding? You can use it together. Meet your goals. Maybe even extend yeah. breastfeeding. You take some mental load off without mm-hmm. giving up that bonding and that space with your baby of breastfeeding. There's a million ways you yeah. can do it. I guess, like, how do you see it most most often done with
1: you guys as clients? Yeah, that's a great question. And before I answer that, I'll go back and say I appreciate you saying that about your opinion of of how Bobby approaches breastfeeding parents and combo feeding parents because that's something that we tr- that we do really intentionally and. I think a lot of folks don't realize our Bobby team is 70% parents, majority moms. And we have many people on our team that exclusively breastfeed their own babies. We're not a team of of people that are, you know, formula or nothing. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, we're a team of people that understand deeply how complicated it can be feeding a baby and that there are factors beyond all control sometimes when it comes to feeding your baby, even if you desperately wanted to exclusively breastfeed because we've lived that. <laughs> and I really think that that shows in how we interact with our customers and, and how we do our marketing is that, you know, we believe in Bobby because we know how hard it can be and we've lived it. So, so I appreciate you saying that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I think when it comes to how formula can support or be a part of a breastfeeding journey what i love about it is it can really look like whatever a parent wants it to look like Mm. there's no real rule for combo feeding other than if you want to continue to breastfeed you have to continue to express or nurse a certain number of times a day in order to maintain a milk supply but other than that it can look like whatever you want there's no wrong way to feed your baby, there's no wrong way to do it. So sometimes we'll talk to parents and they send formula to daycare during the day and then they nurse their baby at night and that works for them. We have some families that are pumping and then they alternate, you know, a pumped breast milk bottle with a formula bottle all day long. We've got some families where the mom works from home and she nurses during the day and then the dad formula feeds at night so she can sleep. We've got some families where they have, you know, are now using 95% formula, but they're giving one bottle of breast milk every day for the entire first year, because, you know, they were an overproducer for the first three months. It really, it really looks like whatever a family's goals are, whatever their needs are and whatever works for them. And I love that. And I think One of the things that Bobby has done really well to support breastfeeding moms is the smaller can size. So Mm. our Bobby cans are 400 grams, which is about half the size that you'll see of most formula options in Target. And that was purposeful because we know that you have to toss formula within 30 days of opening it, even if you don't go through it. And so by offering a smaller can, it's a great option for families that are not using exclusive formula who are combo feeding or just supplementing a bottle or two a day that they can get through that can and not have to throw it away at the end of the month. And I don't think that's something that we talk about enough at Bobby and that, you know, I don't see people talking about on social media, but that was an intentional choice on our part so that, so that parents aren't forced to, to throw anything away if they don't use it, if they just want to use a little bit of formula, sometimes we've got it covered.
0: I could just cry that I love you guys so much. I really <laughs> love how intentional every decision mm-hmm. is. And it's really well thought out in terms of the success of your your clients and the families that you guys serve. Oh, my mm. goodness. Okay, so I guess my last question is... Where can people find Bobby? Bobby, you you have a subscription mm-hmm. model. You guys are in Target. What do we need mm-hmm. to know about finding Bobby because I know, you know, just in recent years, keeping up with your formula supply yeah. has been really hard for a lot of families just
1: for yeah. a
0: multitude of reasons, some way beyond <laughs> <Yes>. our control.
1: <laughs> yes, it has really been wild the last like year and a half in terms of formula access and availability and the shortage and everything else. So Bobby's primarily a direct to consumer business. So we do the majority of our business from our website, highbobby.com, where folks can either subscribe, where, you know, you sort of set it and forget it. Your formula comes every month based on how many cans you need, or you can do one-time purchases in bundles of like four or eight or 10. In addition to that, we are available at target, just our routine flagship Product. The Gentle product is not yet available at Target, but fingers crossed, hopefully soon. So those are the only two options currently outside of there are a couple of baby boutiques, sort of one off um, options that offer Bobby currently and you can find those on our store locator, which is on the sort of in the bottom menu of our website but I do know that there is some like big dreams and hopes for expanding into more retail stores in the future um, and all that sort of going on behind the scenes. So hopefully there will be more Bobby available at more stores uh, soon.
0: Fingers crossed. All Mm -hmm. right. This was uh, such an informative conversation. I, I feel like, again, this is a conversation that a lot of parents want to have. They know they have concerns. They know but they don't want, but they don't know where to find more information. They don't know where to find a formula to to match their needs. They don't even know how to find a formula. This is just Mm -hmm. not information that I think a lot of pediatricians have access to in OBGYNs and hospitals and the people who have immediate access to new families. I think a lot of them just don't have this information. So thank you so much for being here. I've really appreciated your time and this has been an amazing
1: conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I love talking about this. Anytime.
0: Anytime. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for being here with us today. All right, guys. We will see you again on Friday for another episode. And hey, before you go, I would love to ask you if you would go and leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen for the podcast. I love hanging out with you each week and I love sharing the guests and the topics and the freebies and all the resources for you to truly have an empowered and confident birth that you feel informed throughout the way so that you can feel heard and feel seen and feel respected where you are truly the decision maker in your birth. I love getting you guys' these sweet words and hearing what you think about the show. So head to wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a five-star rating. All right, you guys. See you next time. Bye.